Tonight at, at Ground Zero Meetings, we're going to continue in our sermon series uh, with the alphabet. And tonight's letter is Q. It stands for quit. You know, this week I was kind of mulling over a different couple of different Q words because there's not really a lot of them. Um, and I was really leaning in one direction, but I really felt like the Lord was showing me and telling me to, to talk about quit. Because something that was put in my heart many years ago, you know, and I pass on so often, you know, it, because we're runners, deep inside of who we are and who I am, I'm a runner. The second things don't go my way, I want to quit. I want to run. I want to take off. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to persevere. You know, I, I want to be done with it. I don't want the emotion. I don't want the stress. You know, and what the Lord showed me is that you can't lose if you don't quit. You know, and there's been key moments in, in time where, you know, God has allowed me to, to give that to someone else. And it, it's been something through my years that when the emotions are crazy and the thoughts are crazy and I just want to quit and I just want to run away and I don't want to do this anymore and it doesn't mean that I want to relapse and it doesn't mean that I want to go sin even though I know that if I take that step, if I take that step in that direction, things get crazy. Because in our minds, we, we think that I can take that step away from God or I can take that step away from, you know, the church or away from the AA meetings or away from accountability or away from my pastor or away from, and I'll be fine. And it's always the lie of the enemy that's trying to get us to just take one step in the wrong direction. You know, and when we get this crazy thinking going on in our heads where we want to run away, and I just don't want to deal with it anymore. Is when the enemy really starts hammering down on us. You know, and this sin and that sin all of a sudden begin to emerge. And, you know, all of a sudden I take a step in the wrong direction a little bit. And I, I've slid in one area. And, you know, and it could be as simple as I, I didn't pay a bill on time. You know, I procrastinated. And, you know, I didn't, you know, follow up on an appointment. I didn't meet somebody. You know, I start canceling certain things. All of a sudden, the old behaviors start to emerge because I'm already quitting. I'm shutting down. You know, and they tell us that relapse happens weeks or months before the actual event happens that we, we pick up again. And it's not necessarily drugs or alcohol. It could be a variety of different things. That I'm quitting on myself. I'm quitting on my road to recovery. I'm quitting on God. Because it's hard, and I don't want to do it anymore, and it's difficult. And doesn't Jesus just want me to be happy? And why does it have to be so difficult all the time? And, you know, it's always like I'm always in this place where I'm not comfortable. You know, and I would then say, good. You know, because if I'm comfortable, I'm not growing with Jesus. If I'm comfortable, I'm probably doing what I want to be doing. You know, and when I'm uncomfortable, 
is when I'm in this place where I need Jesus a lot. You know, and he, he constantly is changing things up on us. He's constantly moving things. You know, that we, we get used to something and he changes it. And it's like, why can't it just be the way that it, it, it used to be? Why can't it just be simple? Why can't it just be, you know, why can't I just stay in my little box and everything be cozy and comfy? You know, and I personally don't grow. If I'm in control everything's going Tom's way, I'm not growing with Jesus. So that idea of quitting means that sometimes we're in the right place. A lot of times we quit right before breakthrough. We quit right when it's getting difficult. We quit when, you know, right around the corner is what we've been waiting for and praying for for a long, long time. And we get to that threshold and the pressure's just on us. And we just can't take it anymore. And I would just encourage you to take one more step. You know, through the years, I mean, I really don't even know how many times I've wanted to quit. I mean, I would say in a thousands. I mean, there's literally been days where it's constantly bombarding my mind that I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to quit. I'm going to call the pastor. I'm going to send an email. I'm going to send a text. I'm going to go to the church. I'm going to step down. I'm going to go. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm creating every scenario in my mind of the alternate alternative than really following the Lord's will. And I just, I just, I just have a million excuses of why I can do it my way. And it'll be okay. You know, and you guys hear me, you know, talk about this before, you know, and every time I get to that almost, almost walking out the door, I always hear the Lord say, do you trust me? And it's like, yes, I trust you. Even though everything in my mind, everything in my emotions, everything in my life at that moment is not trusting Jesus. And I say, yes, Lord, I trust you. Tells me to sit still. And it's literally the last thing I want to hear. Because I just want to run away. I just want to hide. I just want to start over. I just want to recreate myself somewhere else. And how many times have we done that? How many times have we changed locations? How many times did we change jobs? How many times have we changed relationships? And we've started over and we, we put on the mask again. And we're starting off. But the problem is, is wherever I go, I take myself with me. You know, and eventually I emerge again and I destroy everything I touch. You know, that I have to learn that the pressure that I'm going through is the very thing that the Lord is putting upon us to really bring out his anointing in us, godly character in us, to persevere through hardships, to trust in him, to rely on him. To walk with him, that if it was easy, if that narrow gate was wide, that everybody could just walk through it and be like, yeah, this is crazy. I love this. Now, I absolutely know that his will is better than my own. I have no shadow of a doubt, even though there's times and I'm like, this really sucks. This is not easy. This is complicated. This is 
like overwhelming me. I don't know how to do this. Great. Because why? I need Jesus. I can't do this on my own. I need Jesus. You know, every time that I've been on my own and doing it my way, destruction happens. I lead myself down the wrong path eventually, and I set everything on fire and then wonder why it's burning. I set fire to the bridge I'm standing on and wondering why, you know, things are getting great. You know, the Lord takes us down this narrow path through this narrow gate, and we have to let go of this idol and this sin, and we have to let go of that relationship, and we have to grab a hold of these new relationships, and we have to build new friendships, and we have to, to, to get around different people, and it's uncomfortable. And we're like, I really don't like this, Jesus. And I can just see him being like, you're doing great. You're doing great. And we're like, ah, I just want to. I just want to scream at the top of my lungs. And trust me, I have a million times. Just don't quit. And you can't lose. You know that... I'm a firm believer today as I've been, you know, in and out of my own recovery and then working with, you know, people and, and helping them to recover for over a decade. That we don't return back to sin because we want to have fun. We return back to sin is because we're trying to turn the noise off. You know, whatever we're going through, whether it's a drink or a drug or porn or cupcakes or, you know, whatever it might be that we're turning to in the moment, that I'm, I'm quitting on the Lord for just a minute. Jesus, just go pay attention to China real quick so I can be like the flash and zip in and zip out of some sin and it'll be okay. Like, there's plenty of things, Jesus, for you to be paying attention. You don't need to be paying attention to me, like, for the next ten minutes. Can I just get a break? Can I just swallow the other pill for just a minute? Can I just get some relief? And every time I try to play that game, you know, peekaboo Jesus, you know, like, (laughs) I always end up in this worst place. The condemnation comes. I always create some scenario you know, and then sometimes there's consequences to my actions, and it's like, oh, now I got to deal with this, and now I've spent all this money, and now this person's really mad at me, and now I got to sort through this, and this is going to take me months to recover from. For that ten minutes, it can cost us days, weeks, months, even years. Some of us have slipped up for just a second, and it's literally cost us more than we can pay. You know, and, you know, in this life of helping people that, you know, with addictions, you know, I've had to, to, to bury a few people that thought that the wrong relationship would be okay, that thought that just one more use would be okay. You know, and it's hard. To watch other people quit and go have fun, right? You know, I never see anybody in prolonged addiction that look like they're having fun. I never see anybody that's struggling with pornography that looks like they're having fun. I never see anybody that's the caught in the grips of their food addiction that's having fun. I never see anybody that's in that's having fun. But yet the enemy keeps trying to tell me that if I, I just... Relax from Jesus for just a minute. Just 
and just go do this thing, feed my flesh, feed my desires, my sin nature, then it'll be okay. But it always, you know, it binds us. It puts us in bondage. And then we, we try to get ourselves out. And then we're like, oh, I'm just going to get out now. And it's always luring us back in. You know, and it's it's so important that we know what we should be quitting and what we shouldn't be quitting. You know, and I found it really interesting, you know, as I'm kind of looking at things, you know, and the word quit has got some really interesting definitions to it. You know, that it means I should stop or cease discontinue I should depart from or leave I should give up or resign let go re- relinquish to release one hand, one's hold on something I should get free or get rid of to clear a debt away to repay to cease to give up on to resign to depart to leave stop trying struggling Accept, acknowledge of defeat. I need to release from an obligation and the penalty. See, I find it's interesting because some of those things is I need to quit sin. I need to quit trying to do it myself. I need to admit defeat. I can't do this. I can't overcome my addiction on my own. You know, I can't continue to hide it in secret and expect that it's not going to consume my life. You know, one of the areas that I see that benefits us and also we resist because of our pride is accountability. You know, I don't want to be accountable. Because if I'm accountable and tell on you, then you're going to tell me not to do what I want to go do. And it's the whole principle of pick up the phone. Well, the phone weighs a million pounds. Well, I don't want to pick up the phone because you're going to tell me not to go do what I want to go do. So I don't want accountability because I don't want to quit doing what I'm doing. I just want to use you as my priest, peace be with you, and confess my sin to you after I've done it. And so often, I feel like I'm a priest, and I'm in the confession booth. That if you would have talked to me yesterday and said, I'm struggling with this, we'd be having a different conversation, and we wouldn't have to be you know, doing religious duties of, of trying to get you out of something. But it's so hard for us to admit complete defeat that I can't do this on my own. You know, And for me, that's the point of coming into my very first AA meeting and saying I'm an alcoholic is that I'm going to admit that I can't get sober on my own. That if I could have got sober on my own, my 20s would have been completely different. You know, many of us have lost decades because we were trying to do it our way. And I have to quit trying to do it my way because my way doesn't work. I've been trying to do it my way, and I continue to find myself in the wrong end of failure. 
but then I have to come into relationships, one with Jesus and then with people. And I don't like having to admit that I need help. But I have to quit that mindset of pride and ego if I'm going to find freedom in the Lord. If I'm going to find recovery, there's a very small percentage of people that say, today's the day that I'm done. And they walk forward free forever. Very small. And statistically, you probably can't count it because they're not on the map because they just did it on their own. and Poof. But most of us need lots and lots of help because we're really, really jacked up. But we quit on that process so easily. You know, I remember back to the very night that was my last night. Been up for days and having this argument with myself. Can I get sober? I'm not really an addict. Oh, yes, you are. You know, you can do this. No, I can't. Yes, you can. And in the midst of this crazy episode, I made a decision that I was going to do whatever it took to get sober at that moment. It really had nothing to do with Jesus. Believe it or not, I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. But whatever it took to get sober meant I can't do this on my own. I can't just do this with AA. I can't do this with a God of my understanding. I need to figure out Jesus, and I need to chase after this homeboy as hard and as diligently as I possibly can, as as hard as I've chased drugs on the street, as hard as I've gone after anything in my life. I need to figure out this Jesus character. And I can't quit, no matter what goes on in my life. You know, I remember being in the church and and feeling very uncomfortable. Those were not my people. Go to a a biker convention or a tattoo, you know, convention. I fit right in. Going to church, stick out like a sore thumb that's been hit by a hammer five times. Very uncomfortable. And I remember just people looking at me and and I'm looking at them and probably the things I'm thinking about them are far worse than the things they're thinking about me. And I remember very clearly this Holy Spirit today, now that I recognize it, is that I can't allow their religious judgments against me, and even worse, my religious judgments against them, keep me from the thing that's going to save my life, and that's Jesus Christ. And I can't quit. I have to keep pressing through. I have to figure this thing out. And I remember picking up the Bible and saying, I hate reading, but here we go. Because I'm not going to learn church any more than I'm going to learn recovery by just going to a meeting, by just going to a service. I need to get into the book to understand the program or the principles that if I don't get into the book and and figure out what this is all about, the likelihood of me staying sober, the likelihood of me building a relationship with Jesus is not going to happen very good because it's still going to be on Tom's understanding. And that doesn't lead Tom anywhere good, as it hasn't for many of us. That if I do it my way, if I do recovery my way, I end in failure. If I do Jesus my way, I end in failure. But one of the greatest things that I picked up through my years of being in AA and 
and you know reading the big book and doing some steps and, and learning that program and you know trying to apply those principles to all my affairs is that there's this word action that was taught to me in AA that I need to be doing things faith without works is dead and then when I started reading the Bible and there's all these do's or don't do's in a sense and be like Christ that I just started doing it without really realizing that I was doing it because AA taught me that I need to do what I'm reading but if I don't do what I'm reading it's useless and I started doing what I'm reading and I started reading and I'm like I remember going to the pastor and I hadn't been saved very long I'm like do Christian actually read this book because I've never met anybody that does this stuff and he laughed at me but I made a conscious choice that I'm going to chase after Jesus to the best of my ability. Now, I'm not perfect, and none of us are perfect. But if I quit when I'm not perfect, then we all might as well just go home right now. But we have this perfection mentality that if I don't do it perfectly, then I can quit. So, and I know that I can't do it perfectly, so I don't, I don't technically start. And yet I'm wandering through life, not getting anywhere. Because I'm in my decision to not make a decision, I'm already living this life of quitting. And we have to make these decisions that I'm going to do whatever it takes. Whatever it is that I'm struggling with right now, how come when it comes to the sin that I'm struggling with, I'll do whatever it takes to do that? You know, I'll walk through the snow to go get high. I'll borrow money from anybody to get drunk. I'll do anything I can to get on that, that website. You know, whatever it is, I'll, over the river and through the woods to sin I go. You know, I'll do whatever it takes to sin, but when it comes to my recovery or it comes to Jesus, I always have this excuse. I always have a limit, a line drawn in the sand where it's like, oh, I can quit now. I've tried hard enough. But there is no line on the other side of the street. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. And I have to admit defeat. I have to quit that mindset that that is eroded in my life, that I'm able to do whatever it takes to sin, but yet I have a limit somewhere in my recovery or my ability to follow Jesus that when it gets difficult enough, oh well, I tried. And as long as I have that mindset on trying, I've never tried to get drunk or high. I've always succeeded. There was nothing that's gotten in my way, ever. If I get it in my head that I'm going to do that, it's going to happen on one level or another. And I have to get that same tenacity and hook that thing to Jesus and say, whatever it's going to take, I'm going to chase him. I'm not going to quit this time. I'm not going to let go this time. I'm not going to get, make up excuses this time. And we're never going to be perfect. But there's a difference between I'm sliding a little bit and full-on failure. There's a difference between I, 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 I oopsed and sinned until I deliberately chased after sin. You know, none of us will be perfect 
in our walk with Christ that we're, we will sin every day in our thoughts and our speech and our actions. Why? I'm a sinner. I have a sin nature that I'm a wretch saved by grace. It's only through Christ that I mean you made it this far. That it's not my own good works. It's not my own righteousness. It's not that I have good behavior and good morals. It's all Jesus. But yet, I still have to be obedient in that and chase after him. So I still have to make those decisions that I'm not just poof transformed into the man of God that I want to be. There's work and disciplines that i got to, to live out. There's things i got to press through. There's things that i got to chase after. There's things that I, I have to never let go of so that I don't go back to the man that I once was. That we don't go back to the people we once were. That no, we're not where we want to be, but we certainly aren't where we used to be. And sometimes being in this middle place is very uncomfortable and we don't, we don't like it and I'm not as free as I want to be and I'm not moving like I want to be and I'm not in the place I want to be, so eh, oh well. But if I give up that ground that I've gained, I'm always restarting and rebuilding some of the things that I have to redo. You know, and this area is constant in my life in the sense of my weight. You know, I've been up and down, up and down almost every year for as many as I can think of, seven or eight. I'm at like 300 and 240 within the same year. It's like up, down, up, down, up, down. And at some point, when things are going well, I decide to let things slide. And it's not like a conscious choice where it's like, I think I'm going to go back to 300 pounds today. No, it's... I quit one behavior. I quit another behavior. I let another, oh, I'll get to it tomorrow behavior. And then all of a sudden, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal if I'm eating, you know, late. Oh, you know, let's go out to eat. Oh, let's have some sweets. Oh, let's go get some cookies. Oh, let's get a milkshake. Oh, this. Oh, that. You know, I'm eating out all the time, Chinese food. You know, and lo and behold, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds, 25, 30, 40, 50, 60, here, boop, 300 pounds. So I made a choice to quit, even though I didn't realize I was making the choice to quit. Because there are certain disciplines in our life that, no, we're never going to be perfect. But I have to have this mindset that I have to stay in conscious contact with God and I need to be doing certain things to help me to grow in that relationship and to be working on areas of my flesh. Just like we go to meetings, just like we work steps, just like we go to church, just like we read our Bibles. You know, there's areas in our finances. If we don't deal with our finances on a regular basis and, like, throw the bills in the garbage like I used to, and I wonder why everybody wants to turn my stuff off. That, oh, I'm supposed to pay those and not throw them out. I never knew that. I was like a grown man and had this epiphany that I'm supposed to pay bills. Ta-da! Revelation. But the same goes with other areas. Fitness, health, weight, eating. You know that it's not about being sober. Sober is a byproduct of my relationship with God. Healthy is a byproduct of my relationship with God. You know, paying my bills is a byproduct of my relationship with God. It seems like it's not, but it is. Everything that I'm doing in a positive direction today is all due to my relationship with Jesus. 
Because prior to my relationship with Jesus, I had no desire to do any of those things. And through my relationship with Jesus, it's like, you know what? I need to get out of debt. You know what? I need to eat healthier. You know what? I need to go to the gym. You know what? I need to do this. You know what? I need to stop doing that. You know what? I got to get away from this person. You know what? I need to get closer to that person. Why? Because I'm allowing Jesus in in such a way, and I'm not quitting on his relationship with me. I'm quitting on my relationship with my flesh. And I have to admit defeat and say, Jesus, I can't do this anymore. But you have to guide me. I can't keep trying to do this my own way. And so often we want to follow Jesus, but we still want to do it our way. And there's only so far down the road that we can get where the whole deny our flesh thing and follow him really is a problem for us because I don't want to quit doing what I want to do. And I don't want to start doing what he's asking me to do because that's probably going to suck. Why? Because I have to deny my flesh and trust in him. And if I don't quit playing this game with him, I waste a lot of time and I get really frustrated and I give up and hopelessness starts to creep in and sin starts to creep in because I'm not quitting on the right things. I'm quitting on the wrong things. And it's so important that we recognize you know, X, Y, Z, that I need to put on the threshing floor and, and chop that thing out of my life. And I need to get close to Jesus and some of these other people that God keeps putting in my path, but yet I always make excuses of why I can't hang out with them. Because I want to do what I want to do. I want to isolate and wonder why I'm struggling. I want to hang out with the wrong crowd and wonder why I'm tempted all the time. I want to Still do it my way. But my way never leads me to a deeper relationship with Jesus. It's only doing it his way that that begins to materialize in my life. You know, and it's so important that as we start this process of breaking out of some of that sin behavior and those relationships, because we've all done it, we've all started it. Probably everybody in this room has been on a diet of some sort or another at some point in their life. And how'd that work for us? It didn't. Why? Because I didn't change all the behaviors. I just quit some and didn't start new ones. You know, in Ephesians it says, you know, quit stealing and put your hands to good work. You know, and it's the same principle of stop going to the bar, start going to meetings. Stop sinning and turn to Jesus. You know, if I don't fill the void with something new... I return to something that's old. If I don't invest in my new life, just eventually that I will return to my old life. You know, if I don't build new relationships, when I get too overwhelmed, I'll turn back to my old relationships. You know, that I have to begin to recognize these areas in my life where I need to start doing and I need to start quitting. I need to get away from, I need to cut off, I need to break free from. I need to admit defeat. I need to say, Jesus, I need you. And I need some new people in my life because my old people make it far too easy for me to slip down the wrong path. You know, so it's, it's very important that we're paying attention to things that need to change, but also asking Jesus to guide us. What's in the way between me and you? Because I'm having a really hard time with connecting with you. 
you know, how come other people are talking about the Holy Spirit and talking about the presence of God, and I'm not getting that? What's going on with that? Well, there's certain things that we probably need to quit so that it opens up the door for something to be filled. You know, the Lord showed me a long time ago is you can't fill a full cup. That I have to empty myself before the Lord so the Lord can fill me up. And that means i got to dump out some stuff. And some stuff I don't really want to get rid of. But it's filling up my cup. So if I want to get filled with Jesus, if I want to get filled with the Holy Spirit, I need to come before him and say, what do I need to quit? You know, I remember very clearly, you know, in my early years, and the whole Holy Spirit aspect wasn't taught to me in, in church as a little kid. You know, so the Holy Spirit and moving and the presence of God and people manifesting with the Holy Spirit in a positive way, not the negative way. You know, it was like, this is weird. And I remember like, Pastor, like, oh, the Holy Spirit's in the room. And I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, I'm not getting this. I don't understand this Holy Spirit stuff. You know, but I, I needed Jesus so much in my life that I couldn't allow things I didn't understand to get in my way because I didn't understand anything. And I remember, you know, people praying for me to receive the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm not getting this. And I remember one day it was like, maybe there's something in my life that needs to change. And I began to pray this very prayer, and I still pray it today, even though it scares me at times, I'll be honest. Is Lord, show me what's in the way between me and you. And I started praying that, and he started revealing stuff I didn't want to let go of. Lord, what's in the way between me and you? Uh, you probably shouldn't talk to that girl. But I like talking to that girl. Well, you asked the question. I gave you the answer. That's up to you what you're going to do with it. Maybe you should get rid of this. Maybe you should stop doing that. Maybe you should stop looking at porn. Maybe you should stop having sex outside of marriage. Maybe you should stop stealing everything when you go to the store. You know, and it's like he started showing me things. And I didn't want to change some of those things. I just wanted to get sober and have Jesus and some Holy Spirit. But I didn't want to change all the things that he was asking me to change. I didn't want to quit some of my old behaviors I just wanted to be poof better. And what the Holy Spirit started showing me is like, you need to let go of this and you need to surrender that and you need to confess this and you need to repay that money. And, you, and all of a sudden I'm starting slower and you know quicker and quicker. You know, I'm starting to let go of some of this stuff because I'm like, I really need more Jesus. And as I continue to pray, Lord, show me what's in the way between me and you. You know, it seemed like the, the things he was asking me to let go of were getting harder and harder. I remember the, you know, the day he asked me to get rid of my dragon collection. And I literally had hundreds of dragons in my apartment. Knickknacks and paintings and knives and statues and posters and little, you know, everywhere. They're, they were literally on every wall, you know, that, you know, and he said, get rid of the dragons. And I was like, nope, too far. 
I drew the line in the sand. I had a limit to what I was willing to do. I was willing to follow Jesus as long as it wasn't uncomfortable. And I continued to pray that prayer, and he continued to say, get rid of the dragons. And I'm like, no, that's off the table. On to the next thing. Show me what's in the way between me and you. And he, he just kept bringing up the same thing. And I'm like, you're God. You can get over this. Let's keep moving here. And he showed me that this idol in my life, even though I didn't consider it an idol in my life, got brought to the, the chopping block, and I had to make a choice. Was I willing to quit doing it my way and trust in his way. And after enough prayer and, and a few weeks of him not leaving me alone, I said, all right, fine. And I packed up everything in my house and sold it. And it was the scariest thing. My identity was hooked to it. There's things that we do right now that our identity's hooked to. And it, it may seem like it's something simple, but yet it's getting in the way of a deeper, more intimate, personal relationship with Jesus. Sometimes our behavior is getting in the way of our recovery, whatever it is. You know, and we need to come before the Lord and say, Lord, show me what's in the way between me and you. And be willing to quit whatever behavior, whatever relationship, whatever activity, whatever thing that he brings up and say, you know what, I'm ready. Jesus, I want more of you in my life. You know, I have to quit making excuses and justifying some of my actions and wondering why I'm in this, you know, it feels like I'm on a treadmill where I'm running after Jesus, but I'm not making any ground. You know, I'm doing all the, the right things in my own eye, but yet when Jesus is asking me to take that next step with him, I always have a reason why I can't. And I need to quit making excuses. And I need to quit justifying my sin and my behavior. Because when I do that, I'm just saying I'm going to do it again. And I'm tired of going around and around. I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired of going around and around and around and around and around and around. Wasting days, wasting weeks, months, years. Fighting the same battle and never getting victory because I'm still trying to do it my way. I got tired of going in and out of recovery. I got tired of having to admit that I'm doing this again. I got tired of being broken and depressed and miserable. I got so tired of thinking about my ex. I got so tired of this, so tired of that, that I had to decide that I'm quitting that stuff. I'm quitting the lifestyle of sin. I'm quitting letting the devil have his way in my life. I'm quitting you know, letting my sin nature make every single decision. And I started saying, you know what, Jesus, I'm never going to quit. I'm going to chase after you. You know, and there's been some tough tough weeks, months, years. It's been some tough years. I'll be honest. I was in some really dark places in my depression for a long time. And I just said, Jesus, you got to fix my mind. you got to heal my mind. you got to heal my heart. You have to change the way I think. And I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And, prayed and, prayed and I did not give up on believing that Jesus was going to set me free. Because I've tried everything else to find freedom except for wholeheartedly chasing after Jesus. I've tried it. And many of us have tried everything that we can possibly know how to do in our own strength except lay our lives completely down before Jesus and say, I'm ready to do it your way. 
and we can't quit. And as long as we chase after Jesus, we can't lose because he has defeated sin and death. He is the victorious warrior. And he is in each and every one of us. That, that same power that raised Christ from the grave is in us, even though there's days that we don't feel like it. Like that same power can't raise me even out of bed. I just want to go back to sleep. But yet, that power is in us. That we can overcome this world, overcome sin, because he has taught us how to do it if we do it his way and not our own. And it's so important that we make these decisions to say enough's enough. Jesus, I'm yours. I'm tired of playing this game. I'm tired of going around and around. I'm tired of you know, having to admit defeat again, but yet not willing to let go of the thing that's defeating me. I'm tired of not being accountable. I'm tired of not reaching out for help. I'm tired of, of, of struggling in my situations, but not really wholeheartedly praying for it. I'll chase after sin, but I won't chase after Jesus. And we do chase after Jesus. But we can't quit. And we don't we can't just get reset button. We have to hang in there. We have to hold on and we, we have to persevere. We have to say, I'm not letting go today. I'm not quitting today. I'm not giving in today. I don't care if my flesh is burning. I don't care if my mind is racing. I don't care. I'm gonna hang on to Jesus because He is the only thing that's gonna set me free. And every time I open up this door, I know what's going to happen. I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to hate the result of what I'm about to let in. There's never been a time that we, we, we relapse or in any way, shape, or form that we're like, wow, oh, that was awesome. No, we instantly feel condemned. We instantly hate it and regret it. And it's time that we say enough's enough. I know what's going to happen if I open that door. I'm not going to let go of Jesus this time. Would you just bow your heads with me? Lord, I just thank you so much. I thank you for all that you're doing. Lord, I just ask that you would move in our hearts tonight. I pray that you would move in our minds tonight. That there would be a renewing in our minds. Helping us to realize that I can shut certain doors. I can bring things before you and lay them down. I can decide to, to arrest my thoughts. I can have control over my flesh, if I submit to you. Lord, your word tells us that we are more than conquerors, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Lord, help us to believe in your word, that you identify us as your adopted children, Lord, that we belong to the kingdom of heaven, Lord. Help us to, to walk that out. Help us to, to press into our relationship with you. Help us to believe that you're right here, right now with us. Help us to know deep down inside that we belong to you. We ask that you would just move in our minds and our hearts tonight, Lord, that you would break off these areas that continue to, to drag us down the wrong path, Lord, that we would break free from those things because the blood that you have shed for us breaks all the chains, breaks us out of bondage, heals all our wounds. Lord, everything that you did, not what we can do, but Lord, Help us to surrender so that we can chase after you with all of who we are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen.